you running out a room or Airbnb in your home at all? The Supreme Court of Florida may have just given you some really bad news. Good morning. Mm -hmm. I'm Brendan with the Homes in Orlando team and joined as, as always by Joe from Apley Home Loans. Good morning. Good morning. That, that You're going to hit us with that level of like, dun, 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 like, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, so, I, um, I almost missed this. I was uh, catching up on news articles from uh, Florida Realtors and read this. I had been follow kind of following the case because I, I seen it a couple months ago that was going to the Supreme Court. Um, give you a little background of the case, just to put, mm -hmm. put it all in perspective. There's a there was a gentleman in Sarasota who had, I believe, bought his home, you know, like mid, mid 80s, 86 or 87. And he had actually, at that time, broken it up and rented out rooms within the, within the home, basically turning it into a boarding home, right? And he, the um, county property appraiser, found out that he was doing this in 2014. So what the property appraiser did was the law allows him to go back 10 years and collect back taxes. Wow. That's no fun. Okay. So what he did is he said, okay, I've calculated roughly that 15% of your home is not being used by you. Therefore, that 15% is not homesteaded any longer. So they had to go back recalculate all the taxes on the portion of that 15%, he actually did a 10% increase per year because it's non-homesteaded. That portion is non-homesteaded. So the gentleman ended up owing <clears throat> for that 10 years, roughly about $7,000 in, in back taxes. So what he did is he paid it, but then he came back and he sued the property appraiser for, for that money back and this has been going through the courts now for a couple of years and the lower courts actually ruled that yes he is allowed the full homestead because it was a quote single family home they were looking at the terms of the home you know what the home was quote classified as and the supreme court came back last thursday actually and said no that the property appraiser has done it correctly and within the statute, it does allow him to take that percentage and actually classify it as non-homestead and calculate your taxes off of that. So I'm looking at this going, wow, this could create a really interesting situation throughout the entire state of Florida. Yeah, because Airbnb, that whole renting a room, like that's huge now. Like it there's is. a lot of people that are subsidizing their income with that. Yes. Yeah. My, uh, my brother's a great example. He moved down here, got a job, wasn't sure where he wanted to live. He rented a room that was advertised, happened to be on Airbnb and actually lived at the residence for two years. So technically the way I read it, according to this, this uh, court ruling is she could actually be responsible for a different amount of taxes. And then and they the property appraiser could go back on her for however long she's had it, you know, 
again, statute allows up to 10 years, go back and adjust all of her taxes for those 10 years. I guess the big question is, and we I'm going to try and reach out to um, Seminole County and Orange County property appraiser and find out, hey, what are you going to do with this ruling? Because do they really have the resources to go through and look at everybody's address? And, and I think that's that that's the key is I feel like they open up themselves for a bigger can of worms if they pick and choose, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, well, we found out about this, so we are. But, you know, that's going to, but it's going to cost so much money. And if they're going to take the time and money, they're coming after everybody. They got to go after everybody. You have to quote equal distribution of the law. Yep. Um, but if I'm, I was surprised not more people brought this out news wise. Because, you know, you, you, I get clients I talk to every day. Oh, I can rent out a room Airbnb. Oh, I can rent out a room. You know, just like you said, a lot of people do it to subsidize. And then here's a good question is, Accountants, you know, the, the savvy accountants always tell you, oh, if you've got an LLC, rent your house to yourself for like your business meetings. Mm-hmm. And the August, the quote Augusta rule allows you to rent your house up to two weeks. Okay. So if I rent my house for two weeks to my company, do I then do, lose my homestead for the whole house? Or do I lose it for that two weeks? How do you calculate that? Yeah, was well, and and I saw that like what part of that article and the, the what was it the one of the the people in the state right like Senate like they or um, Supreme Court said that well use of home they talked about like work use of home for work right mm-hmm. and that tax write off and they said oh but you're still the individual using it mm-hmm. all right so that like goes okay well that where does that play but like you said well what if it is your business like like it's one thing if it's like a schedule c like it does that like that's okay but then if you're in a a partnership now it's not like i feel like i feel like this ruling is very very troublesome and and, in in essence i think i think it's one of those things where it 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 went the where it did right Uh and the guy the guy that they went after he's dead Right, like did, didn't he die in like 2015 or something like that? I'm not sure. It's his estate that they're going after now, so it's all been tied up afterwards, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm sitting here, and I was like, they, they, they felt it was so important that they get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And I was just like, but why? And it's like, I, I, I understand know. why when you when you thank God the decision was only 19 pages, um, because when you actually read the decision, they were different property appraisers yep. were reading the law differently. So in this county, they were treating it this way. In this county, they were treating it this way. This county, they were treating it this way. So, you know, at some point, you know, the higher ups got to say, no, this is how we actually treat it. Okay. So, so now we go to that level, right? And it's like, okay, uh-huh. so now we basically have to, to, to like, 
not every county is able to like has the funds and resources in place. So now they're going to need state funds to help this. Like, it, it, I, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, could this be a, like, could this like, Hey, this is how we're going to treat end up being a detriment. And I say detriment, could it possibly lead to a greater change of homestead? Yeah. Exemption as a whole, like, could it in theory be the, the first domino in an effort to potentially be like, you know what, homestead doesn't work anymore in Florida. And are they potentially wanting to say homestead doesn't work in Florida because Florida is now what? The fat, like in the first time since 1954, we're the fastest growing pop state, yeah. right? In population. Yeah. But we're the number three biggest state already. Like, like we're like, we're one of the biggest already. Like, so now all of a sudden we're the fastest growing in our, we've seen value skyrocket and, uh -huh. and you see all of this stuff, right. And they, and, and all, when I look back at this, when this all kind of happened was the last time prices went up in, you know, 2008, 2009 to you, right. Like that's when it all started before. Right. So they saw tax revenue and all this. And yeah. could they sit, could they be taking approach to sit there and the lawmakers at the top going, we're losing billions in tax revenue. That's the question, because you look at, you know, sometimes when we're working with houses, you know that the, the people who've been in their house for 20 years and you've got a new client and they're very close on that DTI. And oh, all yeah. of a sudden you look at the taxes and the taxes are sitting at eight hundred dollars, where if the, the year after, even with the homestead, it's going to jump to 30, you know, say thirty four, thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. It's getting, you know, it's getting them in the house and okay. Now what happened if those people had used portion of their house for, for a rental purpose and they go back and now all of a sudden, guess what? It jumped to $2,200, you know, and the county's got to be kind of looking at this going, Hmm, you know, cause you look at, you look at, you know, the Disney area, Polk County. Um, yeah. Osceola County, Volusia County, you know, there, there are a lot of places that people will rent out their houses, maybe for a week or two, they advertise mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, is, you know, is the county going to start having paying someone to monitor yeah. the Think Facebook marketplaces, the Airbnbs, yeah. the v Dr. Phillips area, you got the Arnold Palmer, like people mm -hmm. are renting out their whole house for a week. Yep. But they're making they're they're making ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars in that week because they got a five bedroom house and you know on you know at the you know on the golf course. Mm -hmm. Like like that that's a lot. Like and that's that's a big change there. Um what what makes more sense with this? I like what do you what, like I could see, and this is me just like big idea, like I could see them, and you know how you have like 25,000 you get if it's home say you get the bonus for to uh -huh. 50 for certain tax rates right but then the big savings what keeps the, the tax revenue down or that value that keeps a, is the save our homes the three percent cap you can yeah. only increase your tax bill by three percent year over year and that's fantastic i could almost see and and this is bigger scale like would them saying okay instead of doing a three percent cap we're gonna let it continue to go with market and every year that you're in will increase from 50,000 to 55, 
to buy, like we'll increase that percentage of the savings so that you're more in line. You're still getting a savings for being in the yeah. home every year, but you're more in line with where the actual tax bill is and that tax revenue. Because I feel like the Supreme Court and I get where you're like, hey, we got to get a singular decision to make sure we're all in lockstep. But I feel like this is a play on there's a bigger purpose and why they want to make this justification. And now this gives them a reason to go back and look at, well, it's going to cost way too much to go back and, and police this and to patrol this. Do we need to change the rules of how we apply Homestead and how it works? And I could see it being a tipping point. Now it's not going to happen overnight, but no. I could be, this is that catalyst that I feel can be like, well, let's, Let's lay it all out there and let's look at it and see if Homestead is the best thing for the state of Florida. Yep. Yep. It, it, it very well could be. And just, it just opens can a can of worms for a lot of questions, a mm -hmm. lot of questions, especially with the way, you know, we've got the, um, you know, Airbnb economy now. Yeah. So it, yeah, I, um, like I said, what I'm going to try and do is reach out over the next week or so and see if we can't um, sit down and speak with one of the county property appraisers just to mm -hmm. see, hey, what's your feeling on this? You know, yeah. Have you even had a chance to even you know, digest it and absorb it yet? Yeah, what, what could be and see if we can get a little bit bigger sense. Um, I'm going to message. I'm going to try to connect with some of the Florida housing board members and see if they what their stance on this is. Yep. Right? See if they, and if they put some consideration into this, like, you know, this, this is one of those things where it's going to have a ripple effect and people are going to have to start talking about it. So I'm curious what it's going to look like. Yep. Very true. Very true. Well, other news that we had is yesterday, CPI numbers came out. Yep. And actually overall wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. So we came in at 5%, so we've still, we still have inflation. It's lower, but we still have inflation. Mm -hmm. And the markets really were kind of all over the place yesterday with it. A lot, a lot of movement. You know, the, I didn't get a chance to see the 10-year T, but I know I saw um, the dollar actually took a, took a dive early in the morning, kind of recovered some. Yeah, which is surprising. Um, silver and gold both took a nice spike up yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, and rates actually got a little, little relief yesterday. Yep, um, a little bit. Well, it's kind of weird yesterday because it's like we started the day like in way positive, like the markets reacted super strong, loved the news up, and then it quickly dissipated and went away. And then we were in negative territory, but we ended up finishing in slightly positive territory on the course of the day. Um, and, and, you know, today we opened up in positive territory, but I think part of that was uh, PPI, uh, PPI numbers came in, producers price index, which measures like wholesale inflation came in and they were down half a percent, which they expected them to be flat. So that means okay. that PPI decreased. Um, I think year over year is like a 2.2% decrease. So we're at 2.7 on the PPI. Does that, and that's price index for wholesale, right? For wholesale, yeah. right? Like, does that yep. mean we'll see, we'll see that bumped over to us on the consumer side? Probably not, maybe. Um, well, and then, and then we also saw this morning, we saw unemployment per initial jobless claims 
um, come out, which I'm looking at it, do, 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 um, was 239000 for last week. Ooh, so that's, was, actually, that's up. Um, an increase of 11000 from the unrevised report of 228000 which okay. was above expectation. So um, continuing claims did decrease by 13000 though. Um, so that's kind of a little bit like, okay, maybe people are finding jobs and I think maybe are people finding jobs or are they fading, fading out where they're no longer eligible? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think that's kind of, kind of a little bit of a mixed. I love how it's like, oh, we're going to revise them worse, but then we're going to show this new number and be like, Hey, but it's actually better. Like less people are on continuing, but we had more new claims. Like I always think that's entertaining when, when there's bad news, they always try to find a little good news to throw in there too. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it was interesting because I actually had a conversation, um, client and good friend of mine owns a wine distributorship, both in Florida and in Denver, Colorado. Okay. And, uh, all his distributors are, you know, saying the same thing is discretionary spending is pulling back. What they're finding is, is people aren't experimenting with different like wines, different, um, different um, mm. alcohols, what they're doing is they're, they've actually kind of pulled back their purchasing and it's more of a standard. This is what, you know, <laughs> standard, you know, purchase um, than previously. And there's, and spending has, has gone down quite a bit, mm. which is to be expected because we have, I mean, inflation has been rather tough over the past, you know, year, year was about a year and a half now. So, and the other interesting thing I read was, that they've many economists feel that the Fed's increase in rates take about a year to hit. So our first jump was about 13 months ago. So mm -hmm. we are start. I think we are really starting to see those 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 increase in rates are really going to start to take effect going through the summer. Mm -hmm. you know? So. It's just it's it's been interesting to watch, and you know, hopped on this morning because I, I I love watching this. Is you know the Fed Watch tool. You know what's yep. the percent? What are people betting? And this morning we actually lost about seven percent of people betting on a quarter point increase. Yesterday we were sitting about seventy percent. Today it's dropped back to about sixty three. And it'll be hmm. interesting to watch this going into tomorrow with the unemployment numbers that came out today. And as you said, the producer price index that came out today, you know, are we going to start seeing this level off to where it's a 50, 50 chance that they're going to, they're going to increase prices. I think overall, they really have started to slow down the economy. Yeah. And this is where the balancing comes into effect. It's like, do you, do that extra quarter and really push us over the edge or do you kind of hold? I think one of the big things to look at is the amount of bank lending that's going on. Yeah. The banks have shut down lending. They've dropped. March was the biggest drop in commercial lending. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember how many years, but they basically dropped about $105 billion off their lending. Right after, you know, Silicon Valley, you know, the banks just tightened up. I mean, just 
pulled those reins really tight. Mm -hmm. So in the commercial market, I mean, we went overnight to having, you know, a, a, a moderate, you know, a good amount of lending going on to man, absolutely nothing. It, it definitely, definitely crazy. Um, on that side, and that's kind of like a lead indicator, right? Like, mm -hmm. that, like what we see on commercial, sometimes it kind of leads, it pre precedes what we're going to see in housing. In the residential. In the residential. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I remember, when we, I can't remember when you sent it to me, but wasn't Fannie and Freddie going to do some price adjustments on conventional loans? They were going to lower the... The adjustment percentage and they they delayed it yeah they were yeah so fannie and freddie were getting ready to add like loan level price um adjustments and they were going to be very specific to kind of like like loan to value and credit score like so how much people were putting down in their credit and it was kind of like it was interesting because when you looked at it, it was kind of rewarding people it was kind of like hey like people in that in between from three to percent to like 19%, like less than 20%, those were the bulk of the people impacted, right? Like those were the, those were the areas that we were seeing more of those adjustments happening where pricing and rates were getting worse. We're going to be worsened. Um, then they kind of delayed it. And I think they delayed it because all like just that a little bit of impact with rates going up. It's like, you couldn't, you couldn't do it again. Well, I'm curious what'll happen because rates have kind of come back a little bit. You know, they delayed it. I forget the timeline. I think it's, you know, delayed till summer at some point. I don't think they'll delay it again if rates stay where they're at. They'll probably be like, you know, we'll take it, right? Which just means that that little bump up again, and, you know, it'll see rates, you know, bump up maybe a, an eighth of a percent or the cost bump up. Um, but that's the hard part. It's it's crazy is we live in a time now where bars, it's like you got to expect to pay discount points. Yeah. Like, like it's just kind of what it is, especially on the investment and second home side. There's no not paying points like that side. You're paying. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Well, let's hop in to our numbers for the week for Orlando. We'll go back to. Oops. There it is. And we saw a little bit of a pullback. On uh, number of sales, the week previous, we had 519 single families, and we pulled back to still over 400. So we're holding above um, the average right now of number of homes for sale. But mm -hmm. we're still, that that inventory, it's like, you know, that water torture where they're just dripping, 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 pulling away, pull, slowly and surely pulling away that inventory. You know, we went down another hundred homes and I, people are, people are starting to see we're going to get back into multiple offer situations um, coming up this, this spring. If, if, we're, if we can't get that inventory up at all. Mm -hmm. That's going to be interesting. Kind of interesting because we always look at that original list to sales price and you see average rise. We're, we're holding that at 94% mm -hmm. and the 97. But when you look at the 400 to 500 range, which is a, a good portion, mm -hmm. probably the majority of homes right now, you're seeing that, that drop to 98%. So again, with inventory tightening up, there's less room 
to move. Yeah. Where are you seeing the biggest biggest negotiation is actually in the luxury market. Yeah. Everything over a million dollars, people are people are adjusting. You know, they're they're coming off pretty good. You know? Yeah, because that the, those higher rates really impact those loans. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, you, and look at their days on market. There's 70 days on market mm-hmm. as opposed to 45 days for the for the four hundred to five hundred thousand dollar range. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a you know, that's half a month on the market. Yeah. So this this is this is coming down and that's what's happening to pull the average average days listing the contract down to 55. We're slowly moving down. It's that where the majority of the homes are and what people are looking at, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're moving quicker. Then we just see our, our weekly sales here. Here it is in the bar graph is we're holding above since, since February, we're yep. holding above that 400 mark. But this is where, I mean, we're into mid April right now and going into May you would expect this to jump to probably around 600 homes. But do we have the inventory to support that? I don't think we do. I, I don't think we do. It, there, it, if, it, if, if we do, what we're going to see is we're going to see that average price, I think, jump up. Okay. I think we'll end up seeing that average price jump up. I don't think we'll see the, the completely nuts um, biddings that we had yeah. last year, you know, where you're going $50,000 over, over value. I think they may go, you know, may go five or 10, but mm-hmm. you know, again, you're also got a much higher payment than you've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot um, easier to stomach paying a lot more than ask when your payment, when your rate is a 2.99 or a 3.15. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not going to make that much difference in my payment. Well, six, even at six percent, it's going to. Yeah. And then here we are, and our average case on market is, you know, we're, with the inventory slowing, we're mm-hmm. moving down. So we've gone from a peak of about 64, 66 in February. Well, it was kind of slow because we've just gone through that price spike. Then we know we've knocked off, you know, 13, you know, 13 days from the peak. So it's pulling, you know, continues to pull it down. And then this is the one that just really hurts. It's total actives. We're down, we're down almost 17 and a half percent since January 1st. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's still dropping. Yeah. And it's, and it's still dropping, you know, Give us one or two weeks where we pop up a hundred or two hundred. Mm-hmm. That'll help. You know, something to 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 pull it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. I wonder, like, you know, there's so many different catalysts that are playing that, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's you know, rates being where they are, people not having. But then it's like, okay, well, people that would list to sell are like, wait, there's nothing for me to buy. So, you know, I was talking to a. a a client that I pre-approved and she was, she, she was like, until I find the property that I want, I'm not going to list my property Yeah, because I don't have to move. Yeah. And she's like, my rate is this. It's 
super aggressive. It's this. I know like it's it's a want to move into something else to to upsize to a different type of property. But is it a need? No. And because of that, she's she's able to decide and say, okay, I'm going to sit back and see. I'm going to try to time it up to where I see what I want. Then I pull the trigger. Then you pull the trigger. And the market's tight enough that you can you can do that. Mm -hmm. You can do that because, you know, if you present it right, you can still get that home sold in a weekend. Yep. It's clean. It's, you know, relatively up to date. Um, You know, the small minor maintenance things have been taken care of. You can you can do that. I mean, we've we've had really good traction on open houses. Mm-hmm. And then in our in our condo market, same thing is, you know, you're seeing the the final list of sales price tighten up overall. And their inventory is doing the same thing as ours is. As the, as the single family homes is, yep. it's just continually dropping. You know, not as quickly. But it's still, it's dropping. It hasn't done that, that push back up Mm -hmm. that we need to see. Oh, so that's our market. Um, Very interesting. We'll, we'll try and do some continued follow-up with the, um, both property appraisers. And as you said, Joe, the Florida, was it? Florida housing. Yep. Florida housing to see how they're going to, how they're going to react to it. Um, because it, it could change the way a lot of people do do certain things with their homes overall. Yep. Yeah. Thank, thank you for joining us. Please like and subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you again next Thursday. Take care. Bye, guys.